1: It's Monday, November 1st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's uh, it's Jose Ramirez Day. We're starting our new feature for the month of November. Uh, every day here on the podcast, uh, five days in a week, we're going to look at a different player on uh, Cleveland's roster, the 40-man roster. Uh, we're going to start with the, the top sort of guys ranked according to uh, baseball reference war and obviously the top guy there is jose ramirez so easy we could easily fill 20 minutes of a podcast with uh the two of us talking about jose ramirez and what he means to this ball club uh i think we're going to dive right into it but just off the top your impressions of jose and and what he means to to cleveland's team
0: i think uh you know it's just uh just a good solid overall player joe we've seen him you know, come up as a utility guy, a change of pace guy, Uh, uh, you know, when he was younger, uh, a guy that, uh, you know, that everyone thought was maybe a role player. And, you know, and, uh, you you know, he started at shortstop. He was keeping shortstop warm for Lindor. Uh, Lindor came up, he went down and there was some question as to whether we'd ever see him again. I think that was around 2017, 2015, around in there. He went down with Lonnie Chisenhall, and uh, you know when 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 he came back, uh, you know he would not let you couldn't take your eyes off him. Whether he was playing third base, second base, left field, he just did everything so well, and he never stopped hustling, never stopped running. For a little guy, he drives the ball, and now he's turned into you know, one of the best players in baseball. He's solidified at third base. He's an MVP candidate almost annually. And this year, where would the Indians have been without Jose Ramirez? Right. He, he really
1: sort of took off in that 2017-2018 uh, season. He, he had a breakout year in 2016 when, like you said, he was, he was very versatile. He played left field. He played third base. Uh, when the Indians moved on from Juan Uribe, that's when Jose took over at third base, and and that was sort of his spot, and you could pencil him in the lineup. He's uh, hails from the Dominican Republic, so he's you you know that that automatically means you can pencil him in the lineup every day. That's uh, uh, a thing that that the Dominican players uh, sort of pride themselves on is being available, being able to play every day. Uh, we've seen we saw it with Carlos Santana. Uh, you, Jose Ramirez sort of carries on that tradition, and and now you, you talked about you know him being versatile and and what he added to the club back in 2016, 2017, 2018 as being a surprise. Now it's expected. Now he's more in that leadership role, uh, as we saw throughout this season. You ask, you know, what where where would, where would Cleveland have been without Jose Ramirez this this past year? Uh, you know, it would not have been pretty because he he did everything and he did everything he was asked to do and, uh, and more. And I think he opened a lot of people's eyes in terms of, you know, what his value is to a franchise beyond just what he does in the batter's box or in the, in the field. Uh, and we'll get into that here as we go on. Uh, just off the top, his 2021 stats, uh, 266 batting average, which seems a bit low for him. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he and he did. He was a little streaky this year. Uh, 355 uh, on base, 538 slugging, 36 home runs, 103 RBIs, 111 runs, 27 steals. He was the September 19th player of the week uh, in the American League. Finished fifth in the AL in uh, wins above replacement uh, with 6.7, according to baseball reference. Uh, ninth in the league in slugging, sixth in OPS, fifth in runs scored, ninth in RBIs. So Really, his his name was all over, uh, you know, the stat sheet again, as it has been pretty much every year since 2017. Uh, As what are the expectations for him heading into 2022 when, you know, he is, he's what, 28, 29 years old. This will be. uh, uh, Hang on. (laughs) I can tell you exactly how old he is. He is going to be. Uh, it'll be his age 29 season when he plays next season. So, uh, you know, what's the expectation there for those numbers to, to to stay or improve?
0: Yeah, I think he's kind of established that norm, that, you know, that line, uh, that happy medium for himself now, Joe. I mean, I was looking at baseball reference and, uh, you know, over 162 game season, this is what they calculate he would, he would do. He'd hit 278. With 100 runs, 40 doubles, 27 home runs, 89 RBIs, 25 steals, you know, it's a slash line of 278, 354, 501, you know, with a 8855 OPS. So I mean, you can live with that, you know, if that's what if that's what, you know, if that's <laughs> what you're going to get, you know, I, I think a lot of teams will take that to the bank. Now, you know, like we've seen with his batting average, that is going to go up and down a little bit, but the rest of those numbers are right on par with what he's done, you know, over the last two, three, four, uh, right. Full seasons, not counting 2020.
1: And, you know, and and this year he's what, maybe somewhere in between, you know, anywhere from fifth to to ninth in MVP voting. I I would expect him to get some down ballot consideration in in that regard as well. Uh, Contract or club contract status for 2022. Obviously we've, We've talked a lot about it on this podcast. Uh, the Indians will have five days from the end of the World Series to declare whether they're going to pick up his $12 million now option for 2022. They hold a 20, uh, $13 million option for 2023, a club option without a buyout uh, for Ramirez at, at that point. So uh, it you know, pretty much seems like a no-brainer that he's going to get his, his option picked up. Uh, cost certainty and the fact that he's one of the biggest values in all of baseball, uh, definitely play a factor in that.
0: Yeah, Joe. I mean, uh, even though, uh, you know, the Indians kind of had a reset year here. I mean, I think the feeling is, you know, you bring Jose back, you get those pitchers healthy, Beaver, uh, Beaver and Savali and, and, uh, and Plesak, you know, you add a couple other arms to that rotation. Uh, and you're right back in this thing in the AL Central. You can push uh, Chicago. You were pushing them for a half season until, you know, you kind of fell out of the race in June when everyone got hurt, when your pitching staff got hurt. Uh, So, but you need Ramirez. You need the, you need an engine in that, that lineup that is going to drive it. And uh, he's the guy right now.
1: It's funny, you're describing it, describing him as an engine. Uh, You know, he's, since 2016 17 2018 uh the the thing that about him the the hustle and the the way he runs the bases you know the way his helmet flies off his head when he 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 gets a gets on base and uh, he just he runs instinctively on the bases you not you're not just talking about a guy who will hit the ball out of the park and, and put the ball in play he's one of the toughest in the league to strike out but he's also a guy who once he's on base he makes things happen that way
0: yeah, I mean this guy. Uh, maybe the one of the I'd say Joe, one of the top five base runners in all of baseball. I would think not just the American League, but the National League, for his you know ability to 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 see what's happening in front of him, to r- rarely rarely make a, a, a mistake running the bases, and to always push the action, to always you know instead of a, to, instead of sing, settling for a single, he's always looking to go 90 more feet. And we saw that a couple of times when the opposition left uh, third base on, uh, you know, unprotected, he, he'll take that too. So, and you know, that, that's an exciting player and it gets your teammates fired up. It gets the fans fired up. Uh, it's, it's a great element to have. And, you know, he hasn't lost that. And sometimes as you get older, you know, that takes, you, you really, it takes a pounding on your body, and but he's still doing it right now. What 27 steals this year and 31 mm-hmm. chances. That's a heck that's, that's not only a lot of steals, but it's, it's, it's a great percentage that shows you, you know what you're doing when you get on the bases.
1: And it shows you that, you know, you can get inside a pitcher's head because once you're on first base, he knows that you're going to second base. It's just a matter of, of when and where uh, according to fan graphs, uh, base running metric, the BSR uh, metric. He was 10th in all of baseball with a 6.3 uh, BSR. Uh, the leader was Starling Marte, who had a ridiculous uh, 12.3, but uh, he was, you know, the, uh Bo Bichette, Chris Taylor, Trevor Story, all very similar base runners in that top 10. Uh, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta think when you think about base stealers and guys going first to third guys, scoring and, and moving up and taking advantage of bases, Jose Ramirez is, is one of the best in baseball. And, and, and Tito said that on a number of occasions, but we also heard it from his teammates, Aaron Savali talked about uh, Jose Ramirez's energy. And he said, the guy just brings instant energy every time he's out on the field. And it, it, it really does Sort of liven up the dugout and get guys into the game, and, and you can't you can't account for that in a stat sheet. You can't account for that in a, in a metric. When you know he's he's wiping himself off on on third base after a head first slide, and the crowd's going crazy, and his teammates are all jumping up and down in the dugout. That's that's something that Jose Ramirez brings that that not everybody in uh, on Cleveland's forty man roster has.
0: Yeah. That's the intangible. That's, you know, that's why he's Jose Ramirez, I guess, you know, he's a switch hitter who can you know, hit the ball out of the park on both, you know, from both sides of the plate, but he's also, you know, he, he also is an igniter. He's not just, you know, he's not, a, he's not six, five, he doesn't weigh 240 pounds, but there's a lot of power in that, 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 that five, nine body. And, uh, and he generates it. He generates uh, energy, power, and he's just, he's just fun to watch. He's, he's a, he's a reason to come to the ballpark to, if you're a fan to watch him play. He He's the guy
1: who wears a, a gold chain that has a medallion with a picture <laughs> of him wearing a gold chain with a medallion. That's how, that, that, that's what he is. Just to be in his head for, 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 five minutes, you know, back when we used to have locker room club clubhouse access uh, Cleveland has a uh, a, a Mario Kart arcade game and he, he dominates people on that he loves playing that he he runs the bases like he's playing Mario Kart that's <laughs> that's sort of the, the crazy thing uh and you know Tito's nickname for him uh, early on was George because he called him George Jefferson the way that he strutted around the the yeah, clubhouse yeah. <laughs> and, and that that sort of way it, it there's the legend of Jose Ramirez when when his days playing in Cleveland are gone the stories about him will live on for just all of these just crazy sort of antics and, and aspects of him. But it, it doesn't take away anything from the fact that when he's on the field, he's one of the most productive, it, probably the most productive individual Indians player uh in, in the last 20 years. Uh, we 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 talked about the the front office. What do they see in Jose Ramirez? Is he still that versatile player that uh, that came up in in 20, you know, came back up in 2015 and could play a bunch of different positions, or or is he sort of locked into that third base uh spot in their minds, you know, moving forward? They they
0: used to move him around a lot. Yeah, I think he's the third baseman, Joe. I think they pretty much said that the last couple of years. You know, he was a starting all-star third baseman for two, two straight years. I think two of the two of the three years he went to the all-star game, he would he was a starting third baseman there. And I think. But, you know, physically, he's kind of grown into that position. He's he's a little bigger. Yeah, I don't think he's grown. He's, he got any taller, but I think yeah, he's gotten yeah. a little wider. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to play, you know, move over second base. Now, if somebody gets hurt, you got to move the infield around or it's extra innings. I'm sure he could do that. I'm sure he could play shortstop. I'm sure he could probably play almost anywhere on the field. But, uh, you know, you've got, you know, you, you, you have a, uh, you have an all-star playing third base all-star third baseman you know he's earned that right he's earned that position and I, I would imagine they'll keep him there.
1: And we've talked about well, you know some of the things that he does well and you know we talked about how hard he is to strike out how he hits with a surprising amount of power uh we talked about how good he is at running the bases do uh, we talk enough about his defense he is a, a gold glove nominee at third base.
0: Yeah I mean uh and you know I, I've always liked his actions at third base. I've liked his arm there. You know, you never see him. It's never like he's he's like a max effort throw to get to, to get him to get it across the diamond. He's got a nice even delivery over there. He charges the ball well. He, ma- he can make the bare hand play. He can you know make make that you know the glove the, on the slow rollers. Uh, great double play. He can start the double play very well, even when on the shifts. He you know he. He can turn the, you know, the, the what, the three, five, three double play. He does that very well. So, uh, yeah, just, just a very, very good uh, infielder, good arm. And, you know, he's a gold glove finalist. What for? Maybe the second time in his career, I think.
1: Uh, third time in his career. Uh, mm-hmm. One other aspect of his defense, I, I think his ability to go back on balls uh, in foul territory or in short left field, and especially when their balls hit by left-handed batters, that are fouled off to the left side, and he's really the only guy within a, a mile of where that ball is going to land. He's made those plays routinely, and they're not the easiest plays. You know, looking back over your shoulder to make those catches, he's he's one of the most solid guys. You know, it, it sounds funny to say a major leaguer is he's good at catching pop ups, but but these are these are not your average everyday pop ups, and they're they're uh, difficult plays to make, and he makes them routinely and doesn't drop them. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he had,
0: he had, you know, a, a, a few more errors than normal this year, but career you know, high his,
1: 15 career high 15. Yeah,
0: but his uh, and I thought that might have been a, a sign of a little bit of fatigue. But, uh, you know, his his defensive runs saved are way up there. I mean, uh, you know, the, the analytics say he's he's, you know, that, that downplay the errors and and kind of highlight the, what he really does at third base at the hot corner.
1: Well, that's that. Uh, part of that is us, you know. It's uh, you know, pitchers' wins go out the window after a, a, a certain time. ERA isn't really you know valued as as much as it, it is. I think uh, fielding percentage and total errors uh, need to need to head in that direction as well. If somebody comes at you and says, you know, fielding percentage and total errors, he was he was way down this year. You kind of got to look at him and say, yeah, but that doesn't really tell you the whole picture of how he played defensively. All right, uh, just looking ahead, where does uh, Jose Ramirez need to improve maybe this year? What could he have done better, I guess? Uh, and it's, it's a very sl- – there are guys in the next 30 days that we'll be talking about who have, you know, chapters that we could talk about on what they can improve. Jose Ramirez's chapter on what he can improve is smaller, but there are still some things there.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I guess if you, you know, you've really got a nitpick to say, let just find out what you told like about uh, Ramirez's game. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, we, we talked about the errors, but you know, that's kind of overblown. I think, uh, you know, he played, he still played 152 games this year. He still avoided injury. You know, Joe, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he hits better from the left side. Maybe, maybe shows a little more power, uh, you know, hitting left. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, from the right side, maybe against uh, lefties, you know, maybe he can improve that way. But uh, batting average a little bit. But but other than that, I mean, what you see is that's a pretty good package right there.
1: Right. Yeah, I would I'd like to said nitpicking. The only thing I might say is he has a tendency sometimes in games to to give up bats away a little bit when he gets behind and counts. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't want to strike out, so he he puts a ball in play with a with a swing that might not be, you know, the the most textbook or, or whatever. It, they're just like you said, little nitpick things like that, but, you know, everybody gives away at-bats. It's just more noticeable when a guy who is routinely so much more productive, you know, gives one away. I could actually point to a one, you know, a one or two at-bats in a game and say, oh man, that wasn't really his best effort in that at-bat, but like you said, 152 games in the season, you're going to get tired at, at some point. Uh, looking ahead to the future, uh, where does he fit with this Indian, or with, I'm sorry, with, with Cleveland, uh, moving forward with the Guardians, what uh, is sort of his status and role? We, we saw him uh, sort of assume in spring training that he stepped to the front of the line and, and was first in the drills, and and that would, Tito said that wasn't, you know, by, by mistake, that was what was expected of him, you know, the, the leadership and the intangibles that we talked about uh, more of that, but you know, what can the club expect from him
0: uh, moving forward in the future? Well, I think kind of more of the same. And uh, you know, the question is, I don't, I don't think Jose Ramirez, I think he's at his peak right now. You know, I think he's, and he'll, you know, he takes care of himself. He's, joy has he ever been hurt Has he i don't think he's ever been on on the injured list i, I mean oh, this is a durable, durable don't guy. start now
1: hoisey come on well
0: i guess i know we we broke the handmade bone a couple right. years ago right. so he was out but then he came back they said they said he'd be gone for six weeks and he was back like a you know in four weeks or something and came came off the what he hit a grand slam and a two-run homer in his first yeah. at bat against the white Sox, but uh so but but To put, I mean, he's a durable guy. You know, the question to me is what what do the Indians do with this guy or the Guardians do with this guy? What commitment do they make of him with him? They've got him, you know, they they've got him for two more years if they pick up the the club options in two twenty two thousand twenty-two, two thousand twenty-three. But what's beyond that? And is this the guy that that you finally you know, they—I I guess they—they've made a long-term commit. They, they've offered long-term commitments to guys. They haven't, but they—you know—Lindor, uh, Bieber, today have, have turned it down. But is this a guy that that you kind of stake claim to and say that we want this guy to, to make his big league debut as an Indian and his final game as an as an as a as a Cleveland player? Is this a guy you you kind of try to wrap up, give him a career contract?
1: All right, well, you made All that you commitment made that, to him in 2017. You, you gave him a five-year extension at that time. And I think you got more than what you would, could have hoped in your wildest dreams in 2017. He has returned more on that contract that you gave him than you could ever possibly have imagined. So uh, maybe it's time to do right by him in that uh, and 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 maybe overpay him just a little bit if you have the opportunity to because you got more out of him than you could have ever possibly expected from that 2017 contract. Uh, you do have guys like Nolan Jones. You have prospects waiting to take over that, that spot, and that's sort of what I was hinting at with this, you know, where does he fit in the future? Um, you know, is he your third baseman into his age, you know, 31, 32, 33 season? Do you, does a 33-year-old Jose Ramirez completely block Nolan Jones from moving up and playing third base in Cleveland. I, I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think maybe after the 2023 season, you're not going to see Jose Ramirez here, but I, I certainly don't want that to be the case. I, I enjoy watching him play. I, I think he, he makes yeah. it easier for us to do our jobs when he, when he plays that way. So uh, it, it remains to be seen, but uh, I think if I was, if I was betting, yeah, I, I would say that he's probably not going to uh, come back with any sort of other contract with Cleveland beyond that 2023 season. Yeah, I think that's a good point,
0: Joe. And you know, teams today don't play, don't pay their players for what they've done; they pay them for what they're going, what they think they're going to do. And you know, if, if Jose gets to be what 30, 31, if they pick up these two options, you know, you pretty much know you know, everything says it, the, the, the rest of his career is going to be maybe on the downside of that. So, you know, do you make sure. a move then? Yeah. And, you know, the track record says that, you know, they, they move on. And uh, so we'll see what happens there.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's interesting you point out track record. Uh, Cleveland's front office does have a pretty good track record so far if you look at guys they've moved on from, uh, Corey Kluber, uh, you know, Mike Clevenger to extent extent, that, that was injury though. Um, you know, you know, guys that they don't, uh, you know, that, that they sort of let walk or let uh, you know, let move on via trade or, or whatever. Uh, it's, it, they, they know, they know when the time is up. So, uh, who knows when that time will be with Jose, but, uh, on, on the whole, I think this was, uh, this is a pretty good look at a guy who, you know, means he's, he's at the center of everything that the Indians should be, or that, that Cleveland should be doing moving forward into next season as the guardians Uh, it's it's Jose's show uh, beginning, you know, next season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He he's a, he's a joy to watch. He really, he's a fun guy to watch. He's a fun guy to be around. And uh, he's always, you know, I don't think he takes life too seriously. I think he takes the game serious, but he's always having fun. And uh, I think that spreads to the rest of the team. All right.
1: Uh, moving forward the rest of this week, we will finish off the, uh, the top five Indians, according to baseball references, uh, war rankings for, the pa- uh, for the, this past 2021 season. Uh, tomorrow, we'll look at Cal Quantrill on the podcast. Uh, and then what we're going to do beyond that top five is have uh, our readers and our subscribers on uh, subtext uh, tell us who they think we should uh, do next on the 40 the man roster. And then uh, the remaining weeks in November, we will devote a show each day to the remaining, you know, 25 to 35 guys on the, uh, on the roster. I think we can double up some guys each day, uh, you know, maybe do some of the younger players and the the guys further down the list on the 40 man uh, as uh, you know, share a, a, you know, 10 minutes each instead of 20, but but Jose got his own show today. All right, uh, Hoinsey, uh, glad to have you back from uh, from the desert. Uh, it was a, a good uh, good weekend all around for everybody here. And, and Hoinsey was out, uh, out, out west. Did you, did you win big at the tables?
0: What How'd it go? No. Joe, I'm afraid to gamble. I really am. I, I don't know how to gamble. And I I sat by the pool and drank uh, drank beer and margaritas most of the time. So I had a lot of fun.
1: All right, well, sounds like a great time, Hoisey. Good to have you back, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.